Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome in to another edition of the Wolverine Live recruiting show coming to you every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're back with another um, episode. Uh, as always, drop a like, get us to 500 likes, um, drop a comment, and I'll answer your question um, below. But yeah, guys, um, before we dive into this week's you know show, let's talk a little bit about our special promotion Running over at the Wolverine, so right now uh, our dollar for one year deal has come to an end, but you can still sign up for insider access to the Wolverine.com. That gets you premium insider information on recruiting, football, basketball, and a great message board community over at the Fort Message Board. So sign up right now for $10 until next football season. Again, that's $10 until next football season. All right, guys, we're going to talk about uh, recruits visiting for the Big Penn State game, the latest on Jaden Davis uh, as that recruitment continues to take shape. And of course, like I said, we're here to answer your questions. Um, And we already have one. Thanks to Darren Harvey. We're going to pull up his question here. He says, who would... uh, I guess who would he, uh, who would your next few future casts for the 2023 class be? Um, so they are now called on three predictions. We have uh, completely punted the future cast. That's for TOS, but uh, we are doing on three predictions. And if I had to put in some on three predictions right now, um, you know, for the 23 class, I'm not sure. I have one in for Kendrick Bell. Um, and I put that one in right after he got the offer. Obviously, he's officially visiting this weekend. He's the younger brother of Michigan wide receiver Ronnie Bell. And so that one seems like a you know slam dunk there as long as Michigan wants him in the class and seems like right now they uh, they do. And uh, aside from that, you know, I would go with Nathan Nafobi. I already have an on three prediction in for him as well, but took an unofficial visit recently. It went extremely well. I think Michigan is by far the uh, team to beat there. And uh, it looks like he is going to come back for an official visit here in the near future, maybe for the uh, Michigan State game. So we'll see 
how that kind of turns out. And, you know, as far as guys I haven't put in predictions for in the 23 class, I think right now it's it's tough outside of those two guys. I, I feel like, you know, Jair Hill is a, a prospect that's kind of going back and forth between Illinois and Michigan. It's been like that. Um all cycle long, right? Like it's, it's been a 50, 50 battle. He's supposed to be back on campus this weekend. So we'll see if uh, Michigan can regain momentum with Jair Hill. And, and there you see Illinois holding the uh, recruiting prediction machine uh, percentage at 90. But uh, again, that one's very close to a 50, 50 battle. He is the number 200 overall prospect in the country and a guy that's been at the top of Michigan's board for a while now. So, so maybe Hill, if they, if they can swing momentum in the right way, but I think a lot of what Michigan doing is reevaluating targets and watching senior film. So I wouldn't be comfortable putting in predictions right now, just because, you know, let's take a guy like Rodney Laura, for example, he's a three-star defensive lineman in the 23 class out of Virginia. So I went and saw him play last week. It's clear Michigan would be the favorite in his recruitment, but they still have to push. So again, Michigan evaluating a lot of senior film. The bye week is coming up. So expect coaches to get out on the road and see more kids and extend some offers. I think Um, much like last cycle, it's going to be a close late of senior risers and guys that are looking to flip because of a coaching change or an assistant coaching change or just turmoil around the program they're committed to. So, uh, you know, Michigan not taking full advantage of that college football playoff appearance, but obviously still has a chance to make a lot of noise with a big season. And right now Michigan is in the middle of playing some really good football. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to our next uh, question. It comes from Nick Costa. What position does Kendrick Bell project to at the next level? Yeah, he's definitely an interesting uh, athlete. Obviously he plays quarterback at the high school level. I do not think he will play quarterback at the next level though with Michigan not taking a quarterback this cycle Bell is uh, an intriguing prospect there I think his biggest upside might be as a, a defensive back I know he can obviously play wide receiver as well just like his older brother I think if Michigan uh, takes Kendrick Bell, and I think all signs are pointing to the Wolverines making a push for him this weekend, then I uh, could see him coming in as just a pure athlete, and they'll figure out what to do with him later. You see here he's six foot two, 175 or 170 pounds. Um, he's a guy that does really well in jumping events and track and field. Uh, they just really like his athletic profile. Obviously, Michigan loves his uh, older brother, Ronnie, and if Kendrick can be anything like Ronnie, then he will also be a steal out of Kansas city. Uh, let's go ahead and see, uh, let's go ahead and bounce off this question to NB universe. Good question, Nick. I'm curious to any news on Kendrick bell. If he plays, if he plays quarterback, but he's still very mysterious. Yeah. Like I said, he would be an intriguing option at quarterback. I don't think he's a quarterback at the next level, but with his athleticism and his production has actually been very good as well. Uh, You know, he could be a guy that plays quarterback maybe later on in his career or could surprise at the position. I do think Michigan will will likely try him out, like I said, as maybe a defensive back or a wide receiver. Um, But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't completely rule out Kendrick Bell 
getting some time at quarterback, uh, you know, if he if he were to commit to Michigan, uh, especially considering the depth chart, you know, right now, you know, Kate's hurt. We don't know what his uh, thought process is. And then after that, you know, you have Alex Orgy, who's uh, more of a, a guy that can play in certain packages. And you have Jaden Denigal, who hasn't, you know, really been uh, a guy. And, and uh, you know, obviously you have Davis Warren, who, who's a walk-on. So you need some quarterback depth there. And, and Bell would certainly be intriguing. Uh, let's go to Tyler and uh, he says, who do we have visiting for the maze out? I will be visiting. I will be in the big house uh, taking in the game. I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Um, but yeah, the, the maze out is this weekend against Penn State and uh, Shadyville 03 also asked the same question. Any confirmed visitors for the Penn State game? So official visitors, Kendrick Bell coming in, who we just talked about. Jair Hill coming in for an unofficial visit, who we also just talked about you have several commits coming in uh you have two guys making their official visits and samaj morgan and adam samaha uh, a lot of 24s coming in uh, i think that list is starting to take shape some guys that um definitely come to mind right away off the top of my head on the visitors list jordan anderson consensus four-star wide receiver out of california and this is a kid michigan has really been surging for they got him on campus for the barbecue at the big house uh and now are getting him back for a game anderson is interesting in the sense that he is close with samaj morgan they actually played club seven on seven together in the summer uh, their team won the pylon national championship uh, so anderson's a guy that's very high on michigan's board his ranking is, is kind of all over the place you see him as a top 100 guy on rivals uh top 150 guy on 24 7 a top 200 guy on espn and then a lowly three star on on three but i know michigan really values him they have him uh, around the top of the board. Like I said, he has that pre-existing relationship with Samaj. He's building a good connection with Ron Bellamy. So I think, uh, again, Michigan is uh, doing really well in this recruitment early on. You have some others involved like USC at Texas, but I think Michigan's right up there early. Uh, outside of Jordan Anderson, Anthony Specka comes to mind. Uh, consensus four-star linebacker out of Pennsylvania. This will be, I believe, his fourth or fifth visit to Ann Arbor. Michigan offered Specka last year, and uh, he's obviously continued to make visits to Michigan. Um, I think right now it's at, at the top. It's probably Michigan, Penn State, uh, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. So some Midwest flavor um in, in his recruitment but i think michigan has a, as good of a shot as any of the schools i just mentioned he has a, a great relationship with the coaching staff he was on campus for the barbecue at the big house along with all the other previous visits i mentioned so uh great getting him back on campus michigan needs uh, to land a high-end linebacker next cycle and this is another kid where rankings are just all over the place on 324-7 have him as a three-star espn as a top 200 kid and rivals as a top 200 kid as well but i know again know that michigan is making him uh feel like a priority with only one linebacker commit this cycle and a secondary linebacker commit uh, looking kind of thin there. Uh, as far as the board goes, they really, really need to prioritize the linebacker position in 24. And uh, Anthony Specka 
is definitely a, a guy that's really high up on the list. Another kid I'll, I'll throw out there that's really worth keeping an eye on in 24 is in-state defensive back Jalen Todd out of Southfield AT&T. Currently not ranked, but I think Michigan is the favorite there. If the Wolverines were to press for Todd, I could easily see him ending up in the class. He was on campus last month, told me it was one of the best experiences of his entire life coming back in for the maze out. I think this one, uh, this visit will top his September visit for sure. And not a lot of competition here. You have Boston College, you have Louisville, you have Central Michigan. I think this is a slam dunk for the Wolverines if they push for the uh, in-state prospects. So yeah, there are some other a uh, handful of other uh, 2024s coming in, uh, some talented 2025s coming in as well. Uh, another one that I will throw out there, and you can find our full running list over at thewolverine.com. So I don't want to give everybody the full list. If you want the full list, you can subscribe right now, $10 until next football season. But uh, 2025, I will highlight is Ryan Montgomery. Uh, top 100 quarterback out of Findlay, Ohio. He is a priority at the quarterback position in 2025. So I know right now all the focus is on Jaden Davis in 2024, but Ryan Montgomery is a guy that's been to campus on a number of occasions. He has a great relationship with Michigan quarterbacks coach and co-offensive quarter. Uh, coordinator Matt Weiss. He has a, a great relationship with head coach Jim Harbaugh. Now his brother Luke Montgomery is an Ohio State commit in the 2023 class, but Ryan has stated over and over that he is not a lock to follow uh, his older brother, Luke, I, I've talked to his father, Mike Montgomery, great guy on several different occasions. And he has also made it clear that they are very open in the process and love Michigan. And they are very excited to be in the big house. And Ryan has been getting better and better every week. I've been watching uh, some of his sophomore tape and he's really starting to come into his own. So uh, really like Ryan Montgomery, great kid as well. Excited to see what he has to say after the visits let's see uh let's go to let's toast media um who are two four or five stars that michigan can flip hmm, that is a good question i you know a lot of this is going to be speculation i think we'll we'll know a lot more on flips towards the end of the month into early november I would say, you know, a name I would throw out there would be Jacoby Johnson. And again, this is more me assuming uh, rather than, than anything concrete. Uh, but Jacoby's a kid that was very, very high on Michigan. I really thought the Wolverines were a dark horse in that recruitment. He came in for an official visit. He had a great relationship uh, with defensive coordinator Jesse Minter, as well as co-defensive coordinator Steve Klinkscale. He decided to ultimately stay close to home and commit to the uh, home state Sooners. However, Oklahoma has been a complete dumpster fire and is coming off uh, an embarrassing loss to the Texas Longhorns, their longtime rival at the great Texas State Fair. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think Jacoby, again, he fits that Michigan kid mold. He's also a really high academic kid. That's why you see on this on three uh, recruiting prediction machine, Stanford uh, is also listed there as a contender. He he made an official visit there. Uh, so I, I do think Michigan can potentially work their way back with Jacoby Johnson could be a recruitment similar to a Keon Saab from last cycle. So uh, I would throw Jacoby Johnson out there as a name uh, to, to definitely know. And then I would say, I'm trying to trying to think of uh, another one that would be a good uh, flip candidate. I would not completely rule out five-star wide receiver Jalen Brown. Um, he has shown to be open, uh, from his commitment to LSU. He made a visit to Texas A&M. This is a kid that's very, very familiar with the Michigan program. He made a number of visits to Ann Arbor, uh, Desmond Howard, Michigan. Great, uh, serves as a volunteer coach at his high school and has been a mentor there. I know, um, that, that Jalen was very fond of Michigan wide receivers, coach Ron Bellamy, as was his father. Uh, Bellamy went out and saw him uh, during the spring evaluation period in May. They got him on campus for an official. So I, I wouldn't, I, I think it's, it's still a bit of a long shot, but I, again, wouldn't completely rule it out. So those are some guys that that I would throw out right now. And then, you know, I, I think Notre Dame's kind of rebounded, uh, good for the Irish, but I still think Michigan could potentially make a move with a guy like uh, Charles Jagusaw, five-star offensive lineman or a top 100 linebacker in Jaden Osbury. But again, all of this, uh, you know, it is more speculation. And, and there, uh, our great producer, Matt, brought up Charles Jagusaw. Yeah, I mean, there there were some whispers that Jagusaw could look around when Notre Dame was struggling. I haven't heard too much more on that since Notre Dame uh, started to get things turned around. But Jagusaw is the number one offensive tackle in the country, the number six overall prospect, according to On3. Michigan finished second in this recruitment probably a distant second. I think Notre Dame was obviously the uh, heavy favorite there, but with uh, what Michigan did with their offensive line last, uh, last year uh, with Sharon Moore being a guy that recruits the state of Illinois really well and and just is a magnetic uh, recruiter in general. uh, I think that uh, Jagusaw could be an option, but not, not overly optimistic with any of the guys we just talked about. I think we're, uh, just starting to see things uh, pick up with potential flips. And like I said, we should know more later into the month and, and uh, into uh, early November. Um, it looks like Welch's McGee says you're right because Isaac Wilson is coming. Um, yeah, so one guy we did not mention. Um, I don't know what I was right about, but thank you. But um one guy we didn't mention when talking about visitors uh, was Isaac Wilson, which is an interesting development, a top 100 quarterback in the 2024 class. Uh, Michigan has gone all in on Jaden Davis, but it is interesting that they're bringing in Wilson for a visit. He does not have an offer from the Wolverines just yet, but 
He is a very highly touted kid. Uh, obviously, his brother, Zach Wilson, uh, was a high draft pick and, and plays quarterback for the New York Jets. So, um, you know, BYU having that big percentage with, with his family connections there. But it is interesting that he's making a, a visit to Michigan. I wrote over at the Wolverine last week that I am uh, now completely off the uh I don't think I was ever on it, but I, I'm completely against the all your eggs in one basket when it comes to the quarterback position. It's too important. I think it's too risky to just go after one guy and make him the priority when other schools are recruiting multiple guys at the position. So it's good to see Michigan bringing in Isaac Wilson. I'd love to see them get uh, top 100 Baltimore St. Francis quarterback uh, Michael Van Buren back in for another visit. Uh, he visited in the spring before they really turned their attention over uh, to Jaden. So uh, yeah, Michigan uh, looks like uh, carefully exploring some other quarterback options. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to Jesse Ariola. Where do we stand with Caden McDonald as he nears his commitment date? Still some optimism there. Uh, Michigan's still working hard with him with the bye week coming up. I do expect them to spend resources and go down and see Caden. Um, he was very, very pro Michigan uh, coming out of his official visit last month. Uh, Michigan built some uh, momentum with him in the summer when he came in for an unofficial visit. Uh, he's a guy that's bonded really well with some of the players on the team, some of the commits in the class, especially Collins Antiumpong. Uh, he's bonded really well with the coaching staff, Mike Elston and Jesse Minter, both doing a great job with Caden. So, yeah, I still think, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of the Michigan fans have been pretty pessimistic with Caden, but I am not off this train yet. I do think Michigan still has a legitimate possibility here. Uh, Clemson, as you see, is the favorite on the on three recruiting prediction machine, and they have a lot of picks uh, throughout the recruiting services. But Clemson's been a weird one in this recruitment. A lot of conflicting information on where exactly McDonald stands on their board. It does look like he is going to visit Clemson later this month, but Again, I, I'm not sure he's a top-of-the-board priority like he is at Michigan or like he is at Florida. I think Florida is the other school. They just hosted him uh, for an unofficial visit over the weekend that uh, appears to have gone really, really well. I think Florida is doing a great job uh, with Caden, with his family. Our uh, Florida on three recruiting reporter, Corey Bender, does a great job of covering the Gators. Had a great scoop piece on Caden McDonald. And if you join the Wolverine for $10 until next football season, you can actually read any uh, other team site over at on three. And, and Corey's done a great job of following this recruitment as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think Michigan's right up there with Florida and with Clemson. But again, I think Michigan and Florida may be pushing harder now. It'll be interesting to see if Clemson goes all in when he does visit there later this month. And I think Ohio state remains kind of that, uh, that, that dark horse or that team that, that could pull a surprise, but yeah, still like Caden. I, I still think he's in the mix. He's still a guy we're going to continue to monitor and write about. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Jeremy. He says, okay, EJ, where are we at with Davis? Is he coming to the Michigan state game? And is it about time we really expand our quarterback board? So we don't have another potential Dante situation. Um, look, 
with Jaden, I still think Michigan is the team to be. And we're talking about top 100 quarterback, Jaden Davis out of Charlotte Providence day, the number one overall quarterback on Michigan's board, the number one overall recruit on Michigan's 2024 recruiting board. Um, look, man, I, like I said, I think Michigan's still the team to beat. The schools that scare me the most are Alabama and Georgia, and it doesn't seem like either school is all in on him right now, specifically Georgia. He's from uh, the Peach State. The Bulldogs offered him as a middle schooler. He visited there over the weekend, but it looks like they're um, targeting Ryan Puglisi, who's a a three-star prospect that is set to surge up the rankings. You know, the Bulldogs trending there. So doesn't look like he's a number one priority for Georgia. Doesn't look like he's the number one priority for Bama, though he is in that top tier and they are expressing more interest. Uh, They are looking to get him on campus for a visit. So we'll see uh, if anything shakes in Tuscaloosa. Uh, But right now he's one of a handful of other quarterbacks that they're evaluating. So like I said, those are the two schools that scare me the most but neither really pushing so that's good news for michigan um clemson is pushing and out of the schools that are making an aggressive run at davis i would say clemson is the one to keep an eye on he had a great visit there a couple of weeks ago it's it's closer to home um and he's been there multiple times he has a great relationship with the staff but i think the opportunity for playing time to come in and and play and and take the reins from jj mccarthy uh as opposed to having to compete with kate klubnik would be um would be something that would be more appealing. Uh, Cade was a uh, five-star prospect last cycle, whereas Michigan took, you know, two uh, project quarterbacks in 2022 and uh, not really uh, having a guy in 2023. So I think that opportunity is better. Uh, North Carolina, Penn State, LSU, Tennessee, which is hosting him for an unofficial visit this weekend, are some other schools involved, but haven't heard as much buzz with uh, with that group of schools. So we'll see uh, how things kind of play out with Jaden as he continues to take other visits. Uh, I'm not sure if this will turn into a Dante situation, but like I said before, I do think Michigan needs to expand its quarterback board. I do not like the all eggs in one basket approach. If, if other schools are going to be recruiting multiple quarterbacks, including Jaden and Michigan can do the same. This is the university of Michigan. You should never let a recruit hold you hostage, no matter how highly regarded they are how much of a premium you have on them. Uh, Michigan is bigger than any one recruit. So I feel like that um, approach didn't work with Dante. Uh, Michigan hasn't closed with Jaden and not saying they're not going to, but I think it might add a little more, you know, pressure to, to maybe make an early commitment if the Wolverines explore some other options. So I definitely would, like I said, uh, Isaac Wilson coming in, this weekend and uh, Michael Van Buren, a guy that's been to campus and has several connections to the program is one that I'd love to see them go after. Um, Let's go down to Kevin. He says, is there a specific reason for Arion Carter canceling his visit this weekend? Is he rescheduling or just canceling altogether? Uh, Good question, Kevin. So four star linebacker, Arion Carter, uh, was supposed to be on campus this weekend for an official visit. If you don't know who Arion Carter is, he is the hottest recruit in the country right now, committed to Memphis in July and blew up with offers from Michigan, 
uh, Auburn, Alabama, LSU, and several others. Uh, Michigan had worked their way into the top group. They were set to get them on campus this weekend. I know uh, Junior Colson was a big pitch, being a, a guy from the Nashville area. Miles Pollard, another Nashville guy is a, a prospect that played on the same club seven on seven team as him. So uh, there were some selling points for Carter, but uh, according to our on three national reporter, Chad Simmons, uh, who was the first to report of the uh, visit cancellation, it had to do with a scheduling conflict with his mother. Uh, apparently Michigan is still in the mix, but as of right now, there's no date set to make up this official visit. And to be completely honest with you, I felt like Michigan uh, was on the outside looking in anyway. Yeah, they were going to get one of the five official visits, but I always thought the SEC schools would be tough to beat, specifically Alabama. I think Alabama has uh, the best uh, chance to flip him from Memphis. Uh, I know that kind of sounds weird, but I do think Alabama is the leader there. Uh, Tennessee, also another school that is very high on his list. So, yeah, I don't think there will be much movement with Carter move, moving forward. Uh, he had ascended as the number one target on the linebacker board. So Michigan has to continue to reset at that position. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, only one commit at the linebacker position. Samaj Bridgman, the Wolverines would like to add another. Um Let's go ahead and go down to uh, Kevin Vrugnik. And this is a kind of a compilation of some other questions in regards to Jaden Davis and Tennessee. So we just talked about top 100 quarterback Jaden Davis. He is visiting Tennessee this weekend. That's kind of a newer school that we haven't uh, talked a lot about. I think, you know, Tennessee is going to have a great atmosphere this weekend. Uh, it's going to be one of the best games in college football. So that place will be rocking. And I think Jaden wants to experience that. And so all power to him. I don't think Tennessee's too big of a player right now. Uh, you also have to look at the fact that they just landed a five-star quarterback uh, this cycle. So, you know, that's something that's probably not super appealing to Jaden. But, you know, Tennessee does great with NIL. I don't think that Jaden's a huge NIL kid from everything that I've heard, but, uh, you, you never know with the, uh, with the Vols, they, uh, they play NIL very, very well as, uh, evidenced by the Nico recruitment. So I do think that, uh, Tennessee could become a factor if, if NIL becomes more of a factor for Jaden Davis, but right now I'm not sweating the Vols too much. Um, let's go ahead and go down to Michigan Wolverine. I don't think Jaden Davis is going to come to Michigan either, but there's a reason Georgia doesn't want him uh, too short, maybe and poor accuracy. So, uh, you know, obviously it is interesting that some of these other schools aren't, you know, ready to go all in on Jaden Davis. But I do think that Ryan Puglisi, who is uh, looking like he's going to be Georgia's number one target is a guy that a lot of schools really, really like and will be a prospect that rises up the rankings. I think uh, Puglisi and, uh, you know, a guy like Julian Sayan, who's trending to LSU and was at, trending to Georgia at one point, uh, is, is a guy that has a safe floor. So both of those guys have higher floors than Jaden, but I do think Jaden has the higher ceiling. I think the two things you look at right away, are, are the height he's listed at six foot and a half, uh, you know, might be uh, closer to uh, that six foot 
Uh, so yeah, he's a little bit on the shorter side and even though he's, you know, on the shorter side, you know, a lot of times we're willing to overlook height if a quarterback is extremely explosive as an athlete, uh, but he's not a guy that's going to wow you with his legs like uh, Kyler Murray. For example, I do think he's deceptively athletic. He can run if he needs to, more of like a Baker Mayfield type. He has a really, really strong arm. That was actually my uh, NFL comp. I don't love that NFL comp too much, but uh, Baker was was one that came to mind as a guy that I would compare Jaden Davis to. And Baker was, you know, despite his NFL struggles, was absolutely phenomenal at the collegiate level. Um, you know, he he has improved his accuracy. He uh, obviously had a very low completion percentage as a sophomore, completing just over 50% of his passes this year. I believe he's at uh, over 70% completion percentage. Now, the offense obviously features a couple of highly touted, touted prospects in 2024 wide receivers, Channing Goodwin um, and Jordan Ship, and they've given him more high percentage passes. Uh, but I do think he's uh, becoming more accurate, which is a positive sign. I do still think there's some work to do with his accuracy as well as just his ball control sometimes. Uh, you know, he throws it so hard that that balls sail on him or they hit the dirt kind of like a pitcher. So, but, but he's a guy that's uh, been putting some more touch on his passes. It's easy to see that he's been working on the accuracy. So, you know, I thought he was great when I saw him in game last month. I thought he was great when I saw him in game the month before. Um, I do think Jaden is a high level target. Uh, but I do think some of these schools uh, just really want the high floor, like a like a Julian Sayan or a Puglisi, or uh, you see other uh, schools that have landed uh, highly touted guys in 2023 and might be uh, not looking for or looking maybe for for more depth because it's a hard sell uh, when you have a, a big time quarterback in the cycle uh, before you. So uh, there could be a lot of factors with Jaden Davis, uh, but I, I know you know, for a fact that Michigan absolutely loves him. And he is obviously their number one guy. Um, let's go down to Shadyville. Oh, three says any news with Jeremiah love. So Jeremiah love uh, top 100 athlete out of St. Louis made an official visit to Michigan over the summer. Then things went kind of dark. Not a lot to update there, man. You, you see the the pool here. Uh, love a top 100 running back on three of the four sites. I call him an athlete because Michigan prioritized him more as a DB, but I, I don't think that pitch really made a lot of waves with him. Uh, I think I recently put in a prediction for Notre Dame. I don't believe the Wolverines are too much in the mix there. Uh, Owen Pastel, are we making a move with Hamilton? So referring to Jaron Hamilton, uh, recently minted four-star wide receiver out of Gainesville, Florida. Uh, Hamilton will be on campus for an official visit on October 29th when Michigan plays Michigan State, as we first reported, uh, like last month. Uh, so Michigan's been, you know, kind of working this one uh for a little more than a month he's a guy they offered early and and got him they actually got him on campus for an unofficial visit and things kind of cooled down uh but michigan recently picked up interest in him uh as you see here he's a four star and on three a three star uh from the other services but he is a guy that alabama really likes from everything i've heard from talking to our uh, Alabama recruiting reporter, Joseph Hastings, over at our Bama on three site. 
seems like the Crimson Tide would take him. So I would say Alabama is in the lead right now. You see Tennessee on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Uh, I've heard they're kind of up and down on where exactly he stands on the board. So uh, that that's another school that he really likes. So if they push, they could get him on board and Michigan, you know, I think is being kind of selective with whether they want to take another wide receiver in this class or not. But I do think they really like Jaron Hamilton. Uh, I think they want to get him back on campus, uh, really kind of, uh, get to know him a little bit more, size him up again, all that good stuff. Uh, so we'll, I think we'll know a lot more about where Jared Hamilton is on the board and where Michigan is on his board coming out of the official visit on October 29th. Let's go ahead and go down to, um, Envy Universe 7, he says, two guys I'm very interested to hear about are KJ Bolden and DJ Pickett, both extremely high top-of-the-line players in their individual classes. Uh, yeah, KJ Bolden is a, a star in the uh, defensive backfield out of Georgia. DJ Pickett, uh, same thing, big-time player in the secondary out of Florida. Two Southeast guys, I think, you know, I, I love the fact that KJ Bolden, who is the number one safety uh, in America on three of the four recruiting sites. And then DJ Pickett, I believe, is is top 100, maybe across the board. Obviously, he's very highly touted as well. Uh, but both Bolden and Pickett have shown high interest in Michigan early on. Pickett coming in this weekend. I believe KJ is uh, it's a maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see Michigan land, uh, you know, one of these kids. And there you go, our producer, Matt, coming up with uh, – top 100 in yeah uh, across the board outside of ESPN which hasn't released its um 2025 rankings but um DJ Pickett and KJ Bolden are as elite as you can get the thing that concerns me with guys that are in the southeast that play a premium position um you know it's going to be tough to beat out regional powerhouses in general but also with the advancement of nil I, I think i'm just a little cautious on guys that are in the southeast that are as highly ranked as bolden and pickett but uh michigan doing a great job with both early on we'll see how things go uh this weekend uh let's go ahead and go down to michigan wolverine yeah, seriously, Michigan has been a great team the past year or so. What is the root of these recruiting issues? Mostly Michigan's lack of NIL. Um, NIL is, is definitely a piece uh, of the puzzle uh, in regards to Michigan's struggles. Obviously, uh, a lot of recruitments have gone sideways this cycle, uh, not just for Michigan, but for other schools as well. Michigan is not going to take a pay-for-play approach. They are continuing to sell transformational. They're continuing to work uh, on getting deals for the guys on the team first to then sell to recruits. But obviously, other schools are uh, doing things differently. I, uh, you know, I heard a funny story last night about uh, NIL and a recruit trying on uh, an apron from a famous uh, chain restaurant on his official visit. And, and like the, the officials are just so based around NIL at some of these schools. It's absolutely wild. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Michigan's playing, you know, in, in that sphere. I don't think they're doing anything gimmicky on the NIL front. I do think um, it has hurt them, though, when other schools are willing uh, to put resources into the recruiting trail and explore some of these 
gray areas. Uh, it, it is still kind of um, confusing as, as far as verbiage on uh, high school athletes that are in states like California that can profit off of NIL. Well, if I'm a booster at, you know, let's, let's just say a random school, let's just go ahead and go with uh, <laughs> Oklahoma. You know, let's say I'm an Oklahoma school, I'm Oklahoma's booster, and I go out and, and recruit a kid from California, and I tell him to, that I'm going to pay him, you know, $500,000 to sign some gift cards or whatever at my truck dealership. I mean, what's stopping them from doing that if, if kids are allowed to profit with the condition that he, you know, signs with Oklahoma and, and, and no shade on Oklahoma. I just, that was kind of top of mind, I guess, from talking about Jacoby, but um, yeah, I mean, I think there's just a lot of murky waters there, a lot of gray areas, a lot of unanswered questions on what's legal and what's not legal. And I think Michigan wants to have a sustainable plan and doesn't want to explore those murky waters. And you've seen them lose some battles to Oregon this cycle, which is very NIL heavy. You've seen Michigan State, uh, which has sucked on the field, uh, getting some some bigger commitments. So they're losing some too, which is, is kind of amusing. Uh, but a lot of that was NIL. They've had some, Michigan's had some tough battles with Miami, which is another school doing NIL really well. So yeah, I think NIL is definitely a big piece. But aside from that, you had Jim Harbaugh obviously flirt with the NFL. And it's not just about him flirting with the NFL. It's how long that whole process took. It dragged out over the course of several months. And it came at the worst timing. Michigan was coming off a college football playoff appearance. They had a chance to hit the road and interact with recruits. Jim Harbaugh himself was at different high schools. And the the, uh, questions weren't about the Michigan program. They were about whether Harbaugh was going to stay uh, with Michigan or not. So I think that soured some early relationships. You had an entire change in the uh, recruiting department with uh, director Courtney Morgan heading out to Washington. You lost both of your coordinators. You had staff shufflings. You had, you know, you had new coaches come in uh, like Mike Elston. You had Rod Bellamy move from safeties uh, down to wide receivers. You had Jay Harbaugh move to safety. So you had so many uh, different moves along the uh, assistant coaching line. Um, that I, I think relationships were kind of lost in the sauce there. So I think it's a, a combination of a lot of uh, different things. Uh, you know, I think 2024, if Michigan can avoid any off season drama, then I think they'll have a chance to put together a great class. But a lot of that will also depend on, what is the state of NIL across college football? What are the rules and regulations? You know, is the NCAA taking more of a hard approach on it? Can they take more of a hard approach? Uh, more of a hard approach on it? Will Michigan's uh, boosters decide to play uh, some of this game? I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think there are a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to NIL. Um, let's go ahead and see. Uh, Victor Rodriguez. I'm surprised to see that apparently this weekend is Jaden Davis's fourth visit to Tennessee. Do you think they are a threat? Like I said, I'm not too concerned about the Vols right now, unless NIL becomes more of a factor for Jaden Davis. And as we have learned throughout the recruiting process, this cycle NIL suddenly can become a factor uh, for some kids. I'm not saying that's going to be the case with Jaden Davis, but uh, because Tennessee is doing so well in that area, I would, definitely not dismiss the balls, but I'm not too concerned about them right now, but yeah, I'm a little 
little surprised that uh, I did not know that, to be completely honest with you. Uh, it seems like Tennessee's been kind of um, in the shadows in this recruitment and has uh, just emerged more uh, as a talking point here recently. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to um, NB Universe with another question. Uh, Mason Curtis, why does everybody forget about Mason Curtis? Any news on him? So Mason Curtis uh, on 300 linebacker commit uh, to Michigan in the 2024 recruiting class. I think a lot of people forget about uh, Mason Curtis because he committed so early and he didn't have a, a lot of uh, fanfare. And then on top of that, it's a little bit of a tweener. I'm really excited to see him live because I have no clue what he is. Uh, Michigan kind of recruited him as a more of a traditional linebacker, but he's uh, he's actually listed at 6'2". Uh, 190, but he had a, a recent growth spurt this offseason and is closer to 6'4", uh, 195. That 195 would still be pretty thin. I know Curtis is playing a lot of safety this year. Uh, like I said, Michigan recruited him as a traditional linebacker, but I'm not sure he is that. He could play some edge. Uh, as well, I think a lot of uh, you know people that I've talked to really like him uh, as a guy that's going to develop into an edge. I don't know. I don't know where he fits in this Michigan defensive scheme. I think you know when you have a guy like Curtis that's that's really athletic and it's just a, a great football player on tape, uh, you can take a chance and, and just go ahead and take him. Uh, despite not him being uh, a true scheme fit, but I, right now I think he's just a a tweener guy that I'd like to see more of. And I think a lot of fans want to see more of too. I, th I think he still needs to add a lot of good weight and, and we just need to see what he really becomes on the defensive side of the football. But uh, as far as news on him, he remains locked into Michigan. He visited uh, earlier this fall and will be back on campus this weekend. Um Let's go ahead and go to Newbury says any news on JV and Toviano and who are Michigan's uh, biggest offensive line targets. So uh, not a lot of news on JV and Toviano elite 2023 uh, defensive back out of Texas. Uh, just don't think Michigan is much of a player there right now. I think they've lost some steam as far as uh, offensive line targets. Um, you have a couple of big ones coming in next weekend. You have DJ Chester, interior offensive lineman out of Georgia, who is very, very high um, on the Wolverines. It, it's just going to be tough to pull him out of the southeast. I think others, you know, like like Auburn and LSU are, are very high for him as well. Um uh, aside from Chester, uh, Spencer Fano is is the other coming in for an official visit uh, next weekend. More of a true tackle uh, again. Chester uh, being an interior guy, uh, Spencer Fano being more of a true uh, tackle. Uh, he's a little uh, on the shorter side at six foot four, but two fifty um, should add about thirty pounds easily to his frame. I actually. Uh, spent some time watching uh, one of his games that was streaming the other day, and it looks like he's added some size from the last time I saw him, which was last year. Uh, but a lot to like about Spencer Fano. Uh, Michigan is making him a priority. I do think that it is likely he stays out West, but with uh, Fano having a strong uh, Mormon faith and Andrew Gentry on the roster. Now I think that can be a great recruiting tool for Fano. It doesn't look like Fano is going to take a mission right out of high school, which means he would 
be able to come in and enroll right away as opposed to taking the gentry route where you spend a couple of years away and, and join a program later, uh, which makes uh, Fano even more of an important target. Um, you know, as, aside from these guys, obviously Michigan is trending with Nathan Afobi. He's expected to get back on campus for his OV here soon, was recently on campus for an unofficial of the Wolverines uh, trending heavily there. And, and Michigan's still involved for Texas Tech offensive line commit Nick Fadig, who is in the process of scheduling an OV. Um, would, let's see, uh, Sh- Shadyville 03, would Jaden Davis signing effectively end our chances of landing Bryce Underwood in 2025? Uh, I'm going to say landing Bryce Underwood in 2025 is going to be a little bit of an uphill battle regardless. That one's going to be a really tough national recruitment to win. Uh, but I don't think Bryce, uh, just from my conversations, really cares about the guys coming in in front of him. Like, he's a very quietly confident kid uh and i don't think bryce is afraid of any competition he's been playing up uh as as far as his high school uh you know since he was 14 i mean he was a 14 year old freshman and led belleville to a state title he plays with the number one team the number one max x team on the club seven on seven turkey circuit as opposed to just playing you know 15 u and dominating that competition he plays uh at the 18 or he played at the 18 u level this offseason and and was terrific uh especially you know he had had some great moments out at the overtime tournament in las vegas uh a lot to love about bryce underwood uh, i don't think Jaden davis is recruitment uh really has too much of an impact on bryce um but like i said i think bryce is going to be a tough get but he did visit michigan um last month and does remain uh highly interested in the wolverines it's still early with him um let's go ahead and go down to shadyville 03 says with michigan state performing as bad as they have do you see any sparty commits flipping um well it looks like some uh guys are leaving the class for sure. I think they've had a couple of uh, decommits or I know, I know Clay Whedon decommitted recently. So um, yeah, it looks like guys are open. The, the problem with Michigan state commits is a big reason they committed to Michigan state and not all of them. You know, I, I think, you know, there are guys that committed to Michigan state for other reasons, but I think some of the more high profile commits in that class uh, NIL played a big role. And like I said, Michigan's just not going to play that, uh game with uh with nil so uh yeah i i don't think um i don't i don't think there's anybody that really comes to mind on michigan state commitment list just because uh those guys are, are probably looking for something a little different uh let's go ahead and go down to uh tristo and he says is there any optimism or moves with spencer fano out of utah so like i said he is coming in for his official visit uh and like i also said you know it doesn't look like he's gonna take his mission so i do think uh he's a, a huge target for this cycle i think andrew gentry will play a pivotal role he actually came in for an unofficial visit in the offseason he's bonding really well uh with sharon Moore. i think michigan is a true dark horse like i said a lot of people just expecting him to stay out west but i really do think that uh that michigan is a firm player in that recruitment uh let's go ahead and go down to tristo again he says do you think this weekend is setting up to be the biggest recruiting weekend of the season or the game against michigan state 
Um, this weekend's uh, a, a good weekend. I think there will be a lot of talent on campus, especially in the 24 class. I think the Michigan State game will probably have a little more star power. Um, either or, though, I, I think both of these will be the biggest recruiting weekends of, uh, of the season. Let's go ahead and go down to uh, Nick Coast, and he says, will Michigan take a lot of these Brandon Collier PPI guys moving forward? Uh, so, yeah, Brandon Collier does a great job of mining for talent overseas throughout Europe and some other countries. Uh, he has a great relationship with Michigan defensive line coach Mike Elston, and that's a big reason Michigan took French edge uh, Merrick Kumba this cycle. They already hold a commitment from 2024 defensive lineman Manuel Beagle out of Germany in the 2024 class. So I think you're going to continue to see that pipeline flow. Um, you know, the Wolverines uh, are all about the international flavor, uh, especially with Elston on staff and that relationship he has with Collier. So yeah, I think Michigan's going to continue to take, you know, an international guy or two every cycle. Uh, I think they, they're really banking on their evaluation skills in the upside. Uh, we're going to go rapid fire. We're over 50 minutes here and approaching um, approaching an hour. Uh, oh, this is a perfect time to remind you guys because I always forget. You can um, hit a super chat uh, here at the end as we go rapid fire. Uh, give a little donation and I'll give a longer answer. And uh, it definitely helps with... Uh, my travel budget, uh, somebody has to pay <laughs> for me to go see recruits across the country. And uh, I, I definitely uh, appreciate you guys watching. And so if you guys would be kind enough to um, give a little tip, that would be great. Uh, 100% goes to uh, the Wolverine. So it's not like you're just throwing it into a, a corporate pile. Uh, it looks like we have one from Clayton Safey, my coworker. Best tailgate food. Well, Clayton and I went out and tailgated with our great fans over at the Fort message board at the Wolverine. And we had some filet mignon. And so, you know, I know that's like not your typical tailgate food, but I mean, who's going to like turn down a filet. So I'm, I'm going to go with a filet. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to uh, Tristo. And like I said, we're going to go rapid fire unless you guys hop in with a, a super chat. Um, any recruit, recruits you're really excited to get to see here as the season goes on? Doesn't have to be guys Michigan has offered, but just uh, guys uh, Mich guys you're excited to see. Um, guys, I'm excited to see. I, I'm really excited about this week. I want to see Cole Cabana. I haven't seen him uh, since I stopped by his school in the spring. He's having a fantastic senior year. Uh, thank you, Clayton, for your 99 cent donation. Uh, but Cole, thank you, Nick Costin, for your one dollar donation, beating Clayton Safey. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I um, I'm really excited to see Cole just because he's been super electric as a senior. He's been putting up monster stats. You know, I had some concerns about him being a between the tackles runner, but he has elite speed, athleticism, great pass catcher out of the backfield. So excited to see him in a game and especially in a big game. They have Celine this weekend, which will also give me a chance to see Notre Dame commit uh, CJ Carr. So that should be a really, really fun uh, contest. And then uh, some others that I'm, I'm interested to see uh, definitely want to get back out to the DMV and see Dylan Stewart. He's one of the, the country's top edge rushers in 2024. He's planning to make a visit out 
uh, to Michigan. I saw him at the Ray Lewis camp uh, this summer and loved him. So I'm excited to see him in pads. Um, and another guy out here on the East Coast that I was supposed to see last week, but I ended up having trouble with my rental car is uh, top 100 wide receiver Tysier Denmark out of Philadelphia, Roman Catholic. He's one of the more explosive uh, recruits in the entire country for next cycle recently included Michigan in his top 12. So uh, really excited to go out to uh, Philly to see him at some point soon. Um, let's go ahead and go down to John. Are there any recruiting tidbits that you held back from discussing due to off the record comments? Uh, and so how often does it happen? Oh, it happens pretty often, John. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I definitely have, uh, especially here on the YouTube, we, we usually, uh, give you more premium insider information if you sign up for, uh, the Wolverine. But even then I have to hold, uh, off on some information just to protect sources, protect the kids. And so that happens quite a bit. Um, Kevin says any chance to flip Caden green with Oklahoma struggling? Uh, maybe I, I think that would be a name to keep an eye on as well. Um, EJ, I know you moved to the East coast. I feel like we have seen more and more recruiting updates from that region alone. Is that due to proximity or is it uh, high on UM's radar? Probably a mix of both. I mean, I'm here, so I see a lot of targets, uh, or commits like Evan Link, Samaj Bridgman out of here on the East coast, but also Michigan is definitely making the DMV more and more of a priority. A lot of ties on the roster, uh, with, especially with the St. Francis guys like Blake Horum and Derek Moore. So, uh, DC, uh, Maryland, uh, you know, the, the Northern part of Virginia, all great, uh, spots for football talent. And like I said, already connections on the roster, they've made Ron Bellamy, the uh, lead recruiter in DC and Maryland. So, I think you're you're seeing Michigan invest more resources there. And then I think Michigan's slowly starting to get back into the Northeast. I was actually going to mention that uh, in a column tomorrow. Grand Newsom's doing a really good job of quietly helping Michigan get in the mix with a lot of prospects in Pennsylvania and in New Jersey. Uh, he's a, the guy that's kind of leading the way there with area recruiting. He has uh, a lot of early offers uh, out uh, on behalf of the Wolverines. And, and I think Grant has a chance to be a young magnetic recruiter as well. Um, he played his high school ball in the Northeast. So like I said, probably a combination of both. Uh, let's go down to Jesse Ariola. He says, all these five-star quarterbacks in our backyard, why are we missing on all of them? If Underwood doesn't commit everywhere else, like the Alabama and Georgia keep their top talent. Um I think every recruitment is different. I think Michigan prioritized Dante more and they just came up short. Um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of different factors there that could have gone Michigan's way and it just didn't work out. I don't think they prioritized CJ Carr, um, you know, as much as they did Dante. And then we kind of have to see what happens with Bryce. But I think uh, Bryce kind of has a wandering eye already for teams out of region. Um, and of course there's, uh, you know, obviously some up and down things going on, uh, with Michigan and Belleville. So we'll see, um, what position group on the current recruiting board is being recruited the hardest? Well, 
they're reevaluating a lot of defensive linemen. They want another three technique in this class. You know, Caden's the top, Caden McDonald's the top guy at the nose. Obviously, they want another linebacker. I think they're going to have to reset uh, some of the secondary board for sure. I mean, if they miss out on Chris Peel and Jair Hill or just one, they're still going to have to reset the board there. Uh, so I would say, you know, mostly on the defensive side of the ball, I think offensive line has those top targets that we talked about uh, and the other positions are are pretty much full. So I would say, you know, a three tech, a linebacker and then uh, defensive back as well. Um, let's go ahead and go down uh, again. We're going rapid fire here. Uh, do you see Jaden Davis as potentially running more RPO than JJ McCarthy does? No, Jaden's not a super mobile quarterback. So I don't see him running a ton of RPO uh, in terms of, uh, you know, being a guy that's going to keep the ball and making a ton of plays with his legs. Yeah, he can run some RPO. He's capable uh, of running the football when he does keep it. But I think he's a guy that just likes to, you know, get the snap and stay in the pocket and progress through his reads. But, uh, you know, I, I think JJ is so elusive uh, with his feet and, and has that escapability as well. I think JJ was the really underrated runner at the high school level. I compared him to Johnny Manziel. Um, and I just don't really see that uh, with Jaden. I think it's definitely a different uh, style. Uh, all right, guys, it looks like that might be um now we have one more trista what state has been the best high school football in your opinion or most entertaining texas man i'm from texas um texas is always going to be the best but i um i love being on the michigan b because it allows me to see uh football everywhere you know when i covered uh the texas longhorns it was mostly in-state recruiting and then going out to you know some states like uh like cali and uh and arizona but michigan allows me to travel across the country and see football everywhere and that's been really really cool i personally like like football in parks like is my favorite thing like when i go out to the northeast and they're playing like a soccer game like right next to the football game like i just think that's pretty cool i don't know why but uh texas for sure i mean texas has the best football they they actually feed the media like these amazing spreads in the press box like better than some college football uh spreads so uh definitely go with texas we have a super chat five dollar super chat from shadyville 03 what would it take for michigan to be a bigger factor in the southeast nil shadyville 03 so since shadyville uh contributed five dollars look you want to compete with the big guys in the sec um, you're going to have to play some NIL. Like I talked about earlier, it doesn't look like Michigan is really going to get involved in that world. Um, but I do think that uh, the, the transformational pitch can work uh, for the right type of kids, kids that are really high academic, that have, you know, strong families that, that value the, the same Michigan values, what it means to be a Michigan man, life after football. Uh, and you can obviously get a good education at a school like Georgia uh, or Florida that, that are some more uh, of the uh, higher end schools in the SEC. But Michigan is such an elite academic institution. I, I do think it'll resonate with certain guys there. Um, but if you're talking about like the, the five-star guys, the really high four-star guys, then you're going to have to play NIL. And that's just the bottom line. Uh, that's just the way college football is right now. It uh, looks like that might be um, – 
that might be our last question. Um, all right, cool guys. Well, I appreciate it. Um, thanks for everybody that joined. Uh, drop a like. Let's get this video to 500 likes. Uh, subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel. We are growing rapidly, and uh, your like helps us continue to pop up for other Michigan fans. Uh, it helps us with the YouTube algorithm, and the more we're able to monetize videos, the more I'm able to travel and see recruits. The uh, YouTube monetization goes directly into our travel budget. So please subscribe. Watch our videos. We have a lot of great content, and as always, subscribe to the Wolverine.com. Uh, Ten dollars until next football season. All right, guys, appreciate it. If you see me at the big house, make sure to say what's up. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.